What's up, everybody? This is Drew here. I say that every episode. I know, and I listen to every episode. I say that on every video I ever do. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, you know, it's a Drew video. It started out like, hey, how's everybody doing? Yeah, I always do that, or I go, at least I don't go, hey, guys. <laughs> Greetings programs. <laughs> Greetings programs. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Phoenix Down. We're back. Episode 22.0. Uh, and in case this is your first time listening to Phoenix Down, which I noticed we have a lot of new listeners, so I should just go ahead and mention Phoenix Down is basically, well, everyone knows what a Phoenix Down is. It's the famous item used in Final Fantasy that basically brings a character back to life, and that's what we like to do here. We like to bring older games back to life, talk about them and play them to completion or try to complete them, and um, we talk about them, talk about what we liked, what we remember, and what changed? But anyway, uh, this episode I have with me Matt. What's up, guys? And the editor in chief of ZTGD himself, Ken McGowan. Greetings, programs. Oh, we have Jason the man, Gitt. the myth, the legend. Yes. <laughs> Which, if you remember correctly, he did do another Phoenix Down with us a long time ago. Episode two or three, right? It was episode three, I believe. There you go. It was um, Justice League. What was Heroes. it? Heroes. Justice League Heroes. Uh, all right. I was just going to I was going to say international for some reason. That, that's the wrong Justice League for one thing. Yeah. But um, yeah. So uh, this week or this game we're going to be playing is Blue Dragon. It's a uh, role playing game developed by Mistwalker. In fact, it was their first game. Uh, an Artoon, right? An Artoon. R2? Isn't that uh, another company? R2D2? <laughs> Let me look it up here. Blue Dragon Wiki. Should have had this up. Uh, I'm looking at the box. It says r on it. Okay. The developer was Miss Walker and r uh, published by Microsoft Game Studios. It was a Xbox 360 exclusive. Uh, the director was... I'm going to mess this up. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Takuya Matsumoto. Matsumoto. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the uh, art direction from Akira Toriyama. Uh, you may know him from Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. And Dragon Quest, right? And Dragon Quest, yes. That uh, explains a lot. And Sakaguchi uh, was the writer of the game itself. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Sakaguchi had a lot to do with Final Fantasy games. One through six? Five, six. Yes. I think. Uh, Final Fantasy. F- the last Final Fantasy game he directed was Final Fantasy V. Oh, so he didn't do six. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I think it's Tatsu Norimura. Whoever took over at Final Fantasy VI is still doing them to this day. So he's doing that, that 13 Lightning Returns thing? I'm pretty sure. I may be wrong. Um, but I know he was the reason why... All the characters became melancholy and had spiky hair and oh. all that stuff. Um, and uh, the uh, the one thing that I really love about this game, um, the uh, composer of the game was Nobu Uematsu, which has mm-hmm. if you everybody in the video game industry pretty much knows that guy. He is if you've ever played a role playing game in the eighties or nineties, you more than likely have played a game that he composed. He made that Final Fantasy music. He made that Final Fantasy music. That one that you know. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was released in 2007. Uh, I'm old. On the Xbox 360. <laughs> yeah, 2007. How old was I? I was August 24th, 2007. I was 21. Almost 22. God, I remember buying that game day one. I think it went... Uh, I don't know if Matt did, which we'll get into that, but I did buy that game day one, basically because nothing else came out on the 360 at that time. That was the first big you know, Japanese initiative game. Yeah. That set of studios. And uh, the problem is Miss Walker hasn't really made that many games. <laughs> Two that I can remember. I, 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 I believe well, they, they made three. The, they did the 3DS games, though, didn't they? Wasn't there two Blue Dragons on the... They did a Nintendo DS game. Yeah, they did two uh, Blue Dragon games on the DS. Uh, they made uh, Blue Dragon, Lost Odyssey, and they were working on another game called Cry On, which was canceled. And then they did the last story on the Wii. Oh, people love that game. Uh, Yeah, I guess. It was one of those, what was that, project with uh, Xenoblade? Yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles, last story, and there was one other game. What was that, Project Rainfall? Rainfall or something like that. Yeah. But yeah. So, um, as we do with the first episode of every game we do, we talk about the history, our history with the game, and me and Ken already kind of got into it a little bit, but Ken, you want to delve any deeper into your history with Blue Dragon? My history with Blue Dragon is that that game has haunted my existence for <laughs> seven years. Okay. As I bought it when it came out, uh, was playing through it, made it all the way to the end of Disc 2, and then like an influx of games came out. And I stopped. And never touched it again. Well, I went back to it once, um, maybe six to eight months later, started walking around the world and realized I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. Right. So I put it down. I was like, I will finish this one day. And then I deleted my save. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with big JRPGs like this, you kind of have to just start over. And I have. And um, Matt, what about you? Uh, for me, this game has kind of been that mythical beast that existed on the 360 before I owned one. And uh, it was this, along with a couple of other RPGs, uh, Infinite Undiscovery and The Last Remnant. Mm-hmm. They were the three that I always eyed as like, man, I want to play those, but I don't have them on my PS3, and I probably will never get to play them. And then by the time I finally did get a 360... Uh, I just I kind of never went back. None of those games were really rated that highly. So after a few years had passed, I kind of had other things that I figured I would spend my time with. But of the three, this has been the one that I've always wanted to play the most because of all the uh, you know talented people behind it. So I've never touched it before in my life. My expectations are a little tempered, but uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, uh, I'm basically like Ken. I uh, bought the game when it first came out, day one, had it pre-ordered. I was really excited about it because, you know, uh, I kind of got out of JRPGs toward the end of the PS2 era. Um, you know, I never played the last Final Fantasy that was on the PS2, um, and I'd always been a big Final Fantasy guy. Um, but, like I said, this was during a time where the 360 wasn't really getting that many games and, uh, you know, the next big game I was, you know, chomping at the bit for, and it was Blue Dragon. And uh, like Ken, I made it well into the second disc and then just 
stop playing. I don't really know what came out that made me stop playing, but obviously another game came out that I wanted to play, and I never finished the game. I always wanted to, but I never did. It wasn't boredom with this game that made you stop? I don't think so, which I can't wait to talk to you about this game. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. Um, how do I want to do this? Do I want to do walkthrough-ish, kind of? Do I want to just talk about experiences? Well, let's... You could skim it. Yeah, yeah let's, let's at least introduce the characters. Uh, we're first introduced to the main character. I guess the main character. There's basically three main characters. They don't really separate or deviate. But the, the, the first main character and the what I consider the leader of the group is a uh, character named Shu. Uh, young kid. I, did they specify how old these people are? Uh, in the walkthrough, it does, I think. Like 15, 16, somewhere around yeah, there? Yeah, they're in, they're in the mid-teens, I think. Yeah. And uh, Shu is uh, this kind of rambunctious kid who thinks he can take on the world. Um, I will never give up. It's a lot like uh, Naruto. Um, he acts like Naruto. In fact, I, it sounds like the voice actor for Naruto, but I don't think it's that same person. Um, but the, it, a lot of Japanese anime tropes are in are in this game. Um, but along with him and his uh, friend for many many years, Jiro. Jiro is the oldest one. I know. I've read this somewhere. Jiro may be like seventeen or something. Yeah, like that. he's the older one. She was the younger one. And then uh, Kluke. I guess she's in the middle. That's a terrible name. Kluke. <laughs> Sorry. Hi, my name's Kluke. Jiro and Shu. Those sound like traditional names, though. Like, Kluke? What is a Kluke? I don't know. (laughs) But they all live in this village. Um, It's kind of a small village. Everybody kind of knows everybody. Um, But the big bad thing is, is that it's always been terrorized for recent years by this thing called the Land Shark. It comes in without notice. Well, it does have a notice. This big purple fog comes across the the village for a few days, and the land shark comes and uh, just basically wreaks havoc. And so I guess Shu and Jiro uh, finally decide, hey, enough is enough. I'm sick of these motherfucking land sharks on this motherfucking village. (laughs) So they decide... They're going to do something about it. And they came up came up with a plan to stop it. And at that point is where the game kind of introduces us. And we play a, we start off as playing a shoe, um, trying to fight this gigantic land shark. Which the battle system is terrible until you get your shadows. Well, I mean, it's well, you, it doesn't take long to get... No, thankfully it doesn't take long to get the shadows. Yeah. So, um... Shu and Jiro decide they're going to try and capture it using this net. And then, of course, Kluke sees this going on, and they uh, she tries to help them. And this is while uh, the other villagers are like watching from uh, a high distance on a cliff to keep away from the land shark. Uh, it sh- I should mention, at least, uh, Shu lives with his grandfather. We don't know what happened to his parents. Uh, Jiro has a mother and father. And uh, Kluke, unfortunately, her parents were both killed by the land shark. 
and uh, like a year earlier, I think. And she lives in the biggest house, by the way. She lives in the biggest house by herself. <laughs> yeah. Did and they say what what frequency it comes with? I don't remember. I think it's every year. Once a year. I think it's yeah, once a year for I think a few it's days. So um, they try and stop it. Doesn't really work, and they get dragged underground by the land shark, which we never actually see the land shark. We just see its fin. Mm-hmm. In fact, it may just be a fin. It's just a machine. Yeah, it's just a machine, which we find out, which let's just go ahead and get into it. We're kind of skipping a little bit here because, truth be told, Blue Dragon doesn't have that big of a story. No, you could probably tell it in about 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's – I mean, it does have a story, but it's minimal. You know, you have your bad guy who is introduced within the first hour of the game. and <laughs> And well, we'll get into that, Ken. I know you're chomping at the bit to say his name. But uh, <laughs> just go ahead and say it. Nene. Nene. Yeah. I'm Sweet. pretty sure this is a game made for four-year-olds. But, yeah. the, but it's so weird because they all, they say, like, bastard and, you know, cuss and stuff in it. It's still funny. They still have funny names. They do have funny <laughs> names, and I don't think the art style helps out too much. There's a side quest later in that game where we got to talk about names. Okay. <laughs> I don't think either one of you have made it yet there yet, but it's terrible. So um, <laughs> so they try and stop the land shark. It gets pulled underground, and um, they chew and them find out that this thing is made out of some type of machinery. It's uh, it's not just a a beast of some kind. Um. After that, how, how do they finally make it up to Nene's base? They they go to that um, <clears throat> oh, what is that thing called? There's a machine that they get inside of, and it like takes them up. They get beamed up into the the flying fortress. Oh yeah, yeah. it gets like recalled. Yeah, it was like a like a almost like an airship or something like that. Yeah, they went over and like were walking around in it, and then it got sucked up into the flying fortress. Yeah. Then so uh, they go up to the Flying Fortress, and this is where we're introduced to Nene and his <laughs> robot minions. Sabo, is that Sabo. his name? I liked him. He reminded me of an old Sonic the Hedgehog bad guy. Yeah. That, that or a Mega Man bad guy. Um, and uh, his annoying creature's name's Death Roy. <laughs> oh, so that's, well, he has the best name of them all. Yeah. So and the, the the it's so stupid. This, this fucking like parrot thing repeats everything he says, <laughs> and it's so dumb. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. So then they, I'm gonna make some Dragon Ball Z references because I know a few people that listen to the show know what Dragon Ball Z is. But Nene basically looks like a Piccolo. He looks like a Namekian from Dragon Ball Z. Sure, sure, <laughs> not, of course. Not much better naming conventions than Piccolo. With without the um. Hey, don't you make fun of Piccolo. Piccolo was a badass. Him and Kluker are having an affair. <laughs> so, um... Piccolo was also the name of the guy with gills on Sequest. Jesus. It's the only Piccolo I know, sorry. <laughs> That's awesome. I just think of a flute. <laughs> but anyway. His um, superpower, he comes out like... So, um... um they... they the art style is is kind of weird, so it doesn't really help the whole trying to be serious thing. 
but I, th- I, you get the feeling that Nene is a generic bad guy. Yeah, he's a. Uh... He's just. I, I mean, we don't really know what his end game is, which he does have one, I'm sure. Uh, and we kind of oh. get. Well, we kind of get a little bit of a taste for it later on. Um, but he just seems like a generic bad guy. Yeah, it's like I'm going. He looks just... like a. He looks kind of like a grandma too with those glasses. <laughs> oh yeah, he's got he's got the glasses. It's like these generic like <laughs> thick rimmed glasses. He looks like he's wearing dentures or something. He's just rolling around in that wheelchair. He's... I'm going to get you, Sonny. Gonna get you. <laughs> Death Roy. That's the man. Yeah. And so it's uh. <laughs> But anyway, so uh, we we run into him, and this is within the that first hour of the game. Oh yeah, and yeah. Um, you know they introduce all the bad guys. I mean, you you know that this is going to be the the big boss, but he is he's kind of like an old man who um seems kind of frail, but he also has a shadow that helps him fight. Well, he stomps your butt the oh. first time you fight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It beats the crap out of you. There's there's multiple. You know, the, the, the JRPG trope that me and Matt have experienced multiple times on Phoenix Down where you have to lose this fight. Luckily, this game does a decent job of saying, yeah, you can't win this. Yeah, yeah there's not really any, any expectation because it's so early in the game. Yeah. I wonder if you go back in New Game Plus with, like, level 99 characters, can you beat him? Probably not. And that second run in, like, five minutes. <laughs> yeah, this, this game's over. That was yeah. fun. So, um, yeah, um, after that... Uh, we uh, we tr- we he locks us up or he, he tries to lock us up, you know, and take him away kind of deal. And um, we figure out a way to escape, but um, at the same time, we hear this voice, kind of like a disembodied voice, talking to them, and um, it's telling them to swallow these orbs that they see in the middle of the room. That voice sounds strikingly like the narrator, which I have to say cracks me up every time. You go from a cutscene that's like playable. <laughs> you know, I, that, I, that may actually be the same voice. <laughs> it sounds. It also sounds like a character you run into later in the game. Gotcha. So, um, the, but we, of course, they don't originally start with the eating of the orbs. You'd think that would fucking choke them to death. Eating of the orbs. Eating of the orbs. You're going to just be the. I'm going to be Death Roy. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so we try and fight off some robots and stuff like that. Um, once again, I missed out on that fucking achievement that I wanted to get. Which one? It's the one where you close the doors in time before the robots oh, get to you. I got you. Yeah, I haven't been paying attention to achievements this time. I tried, and I was like, this is impossible. And you can't – I'm sure you finished this game and won't even have 10 points. No, I, I have 75. What? I have 75 from the first time I played it for 20 hours. Yeah. And uh, the uh, the wagon one – don't even pull your hair out about that one. That, that, that thing is seriously... That's I tried that back when I was trying to get achievements. Yeah, I gave up after about two hours. Is that later on? Yeah, it's right before the end of disc one. Gotcha. I remember that, and I think I remember trying to get that achievement too. It's impossible. <laughs> it's, it's It feels impossible. So, uh, but yeah, um, eventually... The, you know, the voice talks to us again. Hey, idiots, swallow these fucking orbs. Yeah, that, Play- the, playable. <laughs> Gold. Join. Join. Nothing. Nothing. 
<laughs> item. Do you know those? You know that uh, those collect up, right? What do you mean? The nothings. Those are actually collectible. So every time you get a nothing, it marks a counter. It adds and on the counter. There's a guy that you can sell the nothings to for items, and they're what pretty the f- nice. Are you? Yeah. You just blew my fucking mind. He's called the Nothing Man. <laughs> Holy shit! So make sure you collect as many nothings as you can, because he will buy them from you. So, so here's the deal that we haven't explained, and all this stuff that we're talking about. You can basically interact with almost anything in the environment. And early uh, on, early on, that changes uh, changes further. You get into it. Well, a little bit. So everything you see, you know, you, you might search, I don't know, a cupboard and you'll find gold or an item or something like that. But there's a lot of times where stuff will just pop up and says nothing. Poo. Yeah, I'm glad uh, Maru Maru let us into his village because I just started pillaging everything. <laughs> Raiding the fucking place. Except the lockboxes. Yeah. Yeah, that's annoying. But yeah, so... um. We finally decided to swallow the orbs because they say that it allows you to use magic. Use and magic? Use magic. And uh, you can fly this ship that's in the... I the cat. Yeah, the cargo bay. So uh, they decide to swallow the orbs, and then that's where they get their shadows. Uh, the shadows are what they use in combat. And uh, it's basically an, em- an embodiment of their will. I don't know. Yeah, it's like, you know, the dragon is Shu, uh, the Minotaur is like the healer, which is Jiro, and the, the Phoenix. Phoenix. The Phoenix is like the, the black the black mage. Yep. So, um, that makes combat a lot easier. In fact, so far as we made it, I have not had a single problem with combat. Uh, yeah, but still continue to grind. It will change towards the end. Yeah. I haven't, except for the very first boss, which I think is straight up impossible to beat as a level six. And then I went and did some grinding and came back and he was super easy. Hmm. Which but one is that? That's the, the, the dragon? The flamboyant the dragon. Yeah. Oh yeah, the flamboyant dragon. Yeah. Because, I mean, he healed every turn for more damage than I was doing. And there was literally no way to kill him, I don't think. Yeah. At level, at level six. So, um, I wish I should mention we are using a fact for this, and um, the it, it does give guidelines of like, hey, you should probably be this level before you take on this boss. I mean, you don't have to oh, really. Does it really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, in fact, the uh, the flamboyant Dino Ram is what it says here. <laughs> sure. Um, it's uh, set up as level nine. That's what they're saying. This yeah, game has some pretty, of the most nine. crazy enemies ever. Yeah, you see like poo enemies. The poo snakes, and then there's the lazy bears. Yeah. They kind of look like Kuma. Man. I just love that his, his like defense is laying down and yawning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um... I guess we could talk about the mechanics a little bit because that's that's the biggest thing about this game is the mechanics. Uh, the the battle, job system. Yeah, the job yeah. system. It's basically the job system from the Final Fantasy, the older Final Fantasy games. Uh, each shadow can be equipped with a job or a class. And to start off with, Shu is a what they call a swords master, which is kind of like a 
DPS kind of thing, you know, hard mm-hmm. hard hitter kind of deal. Um, Jiro is the white mage who can heal, and then uh, Kluke is also a, a mage, but a black mage who does mainly attacking magic. Um, and uh, depending on what class you have equipped, uh, the classes level up as well as the character does. And I think it's every ten levels. So, like, if you if Chu reaches level twenty, he's able to take on a new class. He can learn a new class. No, it's every five. That was every five levels. Yeah, because okay. uh, I I've unlocked. I think they say by fifty you'll have every job unlocked for every character. Right. Okay. So there's multiple classes that are not locked that are locked until you can un- obviously unlock them. You can unlock a new one every five levels. Uh, and uh, you can switch to those, and you can rank them up. Uh, and it's easier to rank up a class than it is to actually level up a character. Leveling up a character obviously raises their stats. Um, but uh, depending on the class you have equipped, it's it, it also raises your base stats as well as gives you different abilities. So like uh, the magic sword allows him to use all different types of elemental magic, but it's also a physical attack at the same time. But there's also special abilities that he may learn, like mow down, which allows him to attack an entire row. So uh, there's the, there's also formation to deal with in battle, where uh, there's a front row and a back row. And uh, obviously the back row people can attack, but their attacks are, are physical attacks are lessened. Best put your healer and your spellcaster back there. Yeah, um, and then um, you have uh, the enemies seem like the the ones in the back really can't attack physically, but yeah. can use magic. Yep. Um, so you know, uh, there's certain types of magic spells such as water that can attack an entire row. Ground attacks them all at the same time, kind of deal. Unless they're flying. Unless they're flying, or floating. Yep. Yeah, I thought that was cool, but I was wishing that it was expanded a little bit, like uh, that Enchanted Arms game, where you actually have like a six by four grid, and like you can have different attacks that have different patterns of attack. Right. Yeah, I remember that. So, um, it's it's pretty intricate because see, like once you learn an ability, uh, with uh, say so you learn an ability with, right, for instance, mow down which is uh, the Swordmaster ability, once you learn that ability, it stays with you. So even if you switch to, I don't know, a white mage, it, you can still equip Mowdown. Oh, that's good to know, because I just switched him out of Swordmaster. Okay. So well, you, you can you can equip it, but eventually you'll get more skills than you have slots, and that's where the... Uh, generalist comes the in. The generalist comes in, and the cool thing about the generalist is if you upgrade it to, I think, 15... You get two skills that are two extra skill slots and two extra accessory slots. Yeah, and then oh, you oh, can oh. you can equip those and then switch back to your main. And um, just have job. more slots. Yeah, you keep the extra slots. So like, you can have barrier magic and uh, black magic in the same character. Hmm. So that's that's what I did. Um, once I hit about level or rank fifteen with all my starting jobs i switched over to the generalist that way i could get the extra accessory slot as well as two new slots for uh abilities yep yeah because I, I think all my abilities are mid-20s and i just switched over to secondary abilities for everybody and don't forget to um, check your inventory for enhancements for the uh the hearts yeah 
Because the hearts will increase your job class by one level instantly. Yeah, that or you can you can up your maximum hit points, maximum MP, stuff like that too. Yep. Do they level up faster now? Later, like the later you go in the game. Yeah, or? like I I grinded I grinded the second classes in one area later in the game. So like I switched over to barrier magic and something else on Kluke and Jiro, and I leveled them to 15 in one area. So, And 15's a good spot to hit to get the extra stuff that you want and then switch back. Yeah. That's basically what I did. I um, also started leveling up uh, Guardian for um, Shu because there's one... There's a couple of them where, like, um, there's an ability where if a, if a hit were to kill one of your other teammates... Shu will like jump in and take the hit instead of them. And I think that's kind of um and see with the Guardian equipped, your defense is up and your maximum hit points are up. Mm. So now how do you find out about these? Is that just something you know from playing it before or from outside of the game, or is that something that you found through Read actually the for the first time for the first time in history, read the instruction manual. Yeah. <laughs> Really? It's, it's got all of the job classes and everything that they do written down in the book. Yeah. Oh, no shit. Maybe I'll yeah. read that tonight then. Yeah, it's that's... amazing back in the day when instruction manuals actually had useful information. Yeah, that's that's a 30-page instruction manual right there. So yep. they have that kind of information? Like, you might this is a cool thing that you might aspire to in this class? It, it, it gives a basic rundown and a lot of the powers that you can get for each class yeah. in the, oh, in the that, book. That's pretty awesome. Because otherwise, I feel like you're just kind of going about it blind. Yeah, it's best. I mean, to be... that's the way most games do it, right? You yeah, know, it just, really is. Here, here's a general idea of what kind of powers you might have or abilities, and then you'll just happen to see which ones you unlock if you keep maintaining progress on this one class. Yeah, the instruction book does a good job of breaking down each of the classes, and it's it's good to have the generalists 15 for every character so that you can have those extra slots, and then to focus on one thing... Like with Shu, the Sword Master is probably the best, and I mean their their starter classes are probably the best ones to max. Yeah. But yeah. earning those other classes is good later in the game. Okay. So that's. I feel a, like. Go ahead. You know, but may, maybe it's too early to get into thoughts on the game, but I feel like I'm doing a lot right now of waiting until the the game really takes off. Uh, that it's definitely it takes a while <laughs> to, to ramp up. <laughs> I mean, if you're expecting the story to ramp up, then you're going to be probably, waiting for a while. Yeah. I hate to say that, but I mean... I mean, it does have a nice payoff from what I hear. It's like something like a half-hour long ending. Right. Which oh, you, just don't, you just don't get anymore. So You just have to wait 50 hours to get to it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, the combat does get a lot a lot more interesting and, and fun when they start introducing like ghost types and water types and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, you. Um, the the other thing about the the combat itself is that, especially with boss fights, you can target different parts of the enemy, and with uh, certain attacks. With certain it attacks, seem like yeah, you yeah. have to have a, like a ranged attack, basically. Yeah, so um, it's they they try to mix it up a little bit there with uh with the combat and stuff too, but um, I mean it's. It, it, this it, as as early as we are right now, there's not going to be that much change. 
But uh, yeah, that's. I'm trying to imagine if there's any other mechanics. There's the circle. Uh, yeah, the yeah, yeah, the yeah. barrier. Yeah, they call it the barrier, which you can earn um, if you level up the barrier class. Then you can earn uh, skills that you can do on the battlefield, like instantly defeat enemies and earn the XP without actually going into battle. <laughs> that uh, needs to be leveled up then. Yeah, that definitely needs to be leveled up, and it uses uh, magic points when you do it too. Oh, I'm fine with that. Because I like that barrier and the idea of getting these different monsters strung together so yeah. I can just do yeah. them all as one big fight and get these bonuses in between rounds and then also maybe get them to fight each other. Like that. So far, I think that's one of my favorite parts of this game. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool, especially when you can get monsters that fight each other and kind of do the job for you and you still get the XP. Yeah, and may, maybe it's because I did not really play RPGs, but I, I just can't stand random battles. So yeah. The idea that I don't have to worry about random battles in this game, and I can string them together. So when I want to get into longer fights, I can do that. Like both of those things are big pluses in my book. Yeah, it, it's Not also really hilarious. pluses. I feel like it should just be like the baseline. Yeah, it's also hilarious when like a, an enemy knows that you're much more powerful and then runs away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, and I'm always wanting that enemy to join me in a monster battle because I need it to help defeat something. Yeah. That's strong. But, uh, yeah, so that's, I mean, you know, you can, you have the circle that goes around you during the, the overworld and in dungeons and stuff like that allow you to fight multiple, uh, groups of enemies at a time. Uh, but it's, this is very much a combat focused game, I think. Yeah, it is. You know, the story is, I mean, I don't want to say it's bare bones, but I mean, it's, it's very... you, don't, you don't even spend a lot of time like in towns talking to people like no yeah I mean I feel like weak is a pretty fair assessment of the story so far <laughs> it, because it... All, all we do is we get flung away somewhere else and then we're doing random stuff to get back to the village that's like the whole story of the first 12 hours yeah that's it don't change a whole lot <laughs> so after escaping. Nene's fortress. Nene. Nene. Um, we decide, hey, you know what? We probably need to get back to the uh, need to get back to the village. See what the hell's going on up there. That land shark's still around. And so, because uh, their netting didn't stop it. They yeah, they're destroying net. buildings, and they thought a little piece of netting would stop it. It was a foolproof plan, man. So um, after that, uh, we you know obviously do a lot of traveling, uh, going through the uh, the wilderness and stuff like that, and we eventually reach this little tribe, this um, sheep tribe, even though they look like dogs. Yeah, they look like yeah. uh, sheep dogs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, there is small mention of hey, there's one of our guys out in the wilderness. If you see him, tell him to get the fuck back. Yeah, which is the only purpose that that village serves outside of selling you some stuff and letting you save. Yeah. That's another thing I should mention. <clears throat> you can save anywhere in the overworld, uh, but you cannot uh, save like in a dungeon unless you're at a save point, which kind of came to bite me in the ass a little later on. But um, uh, other than that, uh, your your abilities, like your magic abilities especially, you can't – you don't learn new ones. You learn the ability to use 
stronger attacks, but you have to buy them from vendors. Or find them in chests. Or find yeah. them, yeah. And so that was, for, for the first, like, what, four or five hours till I finally emailed you and said, hey, what the fuck, where where'd I get water? Oh, you got to buy it from a vendor. Yeah, I think you hit the first vendor in the drill machine. Yeah. That sells the spells. And I didn't realize that, so I went, like, the first four hours of this game without, with having three, the starting ones, fire, I think, was it fire, wind, and... Heart? Heart, I think. Uh, I think uh, Kluke right now for me has 12 or 14. Oh, she's got a lot for me now. Yeah. And when, every time I run into a new vendor, I always buy every spell that's available. I think I have both of every one. I think it's funny. Like, it's <clears throat> it's wind and winda, water and watera. Yeah. <laughs> Ground <laughs> and grounda. Yeah, we're going, we're going back to the Final Fantasy roots. Yep. So, uh, yeah, um, then we come to our first boss fight where we find the, the sheepdog. He's uh, kind of cornered from this, what we mentioned before. Uh, I thought it was Flamboyant Dragon. I did, too. Apparently, it's not. Looked like a dragon. It did. Well, kind of. Sort of. <laughs> it looked like one of those uh, Japanese parade dragons or something. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the first boss, um, I mean... It, this is where we're kind of first introduced to, hey, hit something else instead of just hitting the enemy. And so um, what you do is you hit it in the horn. has a horn. <laughs> Whatever. It's funny because it's a flamboyant dragon you're hitting in the horn. No, it's a flamboyant dino ram. I'm sorry, a dino ram. What's a... Okay. I don't know. It's a dragon. Uh, so you just um. I could have swore it was called a dragon in my game. I, that's what yeah, I think too. Maybe this fact is wrong. Yeah, cause I'm pretty sure it's a dragon. And then when I saw it, I'm like, this looks like a goat, unicorn, dragon, scorpion. <laughs> I guess. And it's flamboyant. Ken, you're yeah. the one that wrote this fucking fact. What the fuck? I did not write the fact. It's wrote by zero tolerance. It's got an extra R. It's zero. <laughs> it's not. It's not zero. It's zero. <laughs> Now you already took the the screen name for that on Game Facts, and he got pissed and just put an extra R in it. Yeah, he was. It's like that guy that sends me messages on Xbox Live all the time. Zero tolerance one. <laughs> <laughs> He's really mad at me. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, not a very difficult fight, man. I know you had a little trouble when you had to go grind a little bit. Well, at level six, I mean, I just couldn't do enough damage to even do one more damage than he was healing every every round. Right. So like he wasn't really hurting me that all that much, but I just I couldn't deal enough damage to him to ever kill him. Uh, and then I came back at nine and he was a breeze. Gotcha. It's um yeah, it's just, just relatively easy. Um Oh, we also uh get introduced to the uh amazing boss battle music. Yep. That I mentioned uh to Matt. <laughs> Matt <laughs> what did you say in the text? It was like it sounds like a eighties song. It's Ronnie yeah. James Dio, man. Sounds like an 80s song. I was like, oh, this is different. But <laughs> it it's different the first time I heard it. I don't know. I imagine <laughs> over 50 hours, I'm not going to love it. You get to hear it, I think, 37 times. I think there's 37 bosses in the game. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but, um... but you don't you don't hear the boss music on every boss. No. There's some level-specific themes that play during some boss fights. 
But uh, yeah, that's um an uh, interesting side note. Um, that is the uh, oh, Ken made a joke. It's not Dio. <laughs> it's not Dio. No. Are you sure? Oh, it's the lead singer from Deep Purple. Deep Purple. There you go. Uh, Sorry, I thought that was Ronnie James Dio. It Let sounds me- like him. I just yeah. want you're gonna break out in Holy Diver. <laughs> like a rainbow in the dark. <laughs> but no, it's uh, it's the, the lead singer Deep Purple. Nobu Uematsu is a huge fan of Deep Purple for some reason. <laughs> well, who isn't? Oh, yeah, that's just true. I don't think I know who Deep Purple is. You ever heard of Smoke on the Water? Yes. Okay, that's Deep Purple. That's Deep Purple. Is, it that, is that it? That's the one. That's that's one. They also did um, God, I was in Guitar Hero. Uh, Ian Gillen is his name. There you go. Hush, I think is the name of the song. Oh yeah, Hush. It was on uh, Guitar Hero Two, I believe. But anyway, um, yeah. It, so it's the lead singer. It's it's ridiculous, and I'm I'm sure you're gonna hear it. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna be this episode, which I screw it. I'm gonna throw it in at the end, so you're gonna hear the fucking song. I think he does the final boss music too. I think so. But it's a different song for the final it's boss. A, yeah, it's a different song. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe it's this is the end. <laughs> chicken steak now. Chicken steak now. He doesn't say chicken steak, but it's... I know he doesn't. Say <laughs> it's, it'd be better if he said chicken steak. Why does it sound so weird? Because it's Ian Gillen? Yeah, but I mean, I've heard Smoke on the Water. That doesn't sound like... It doesn't sound like... It sound it sounds like English, but it's not even English. True. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. I guess so. <laughs> but anyway, so we uh, we get the boss fight music, whatever. That's 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 beside the point. We're, we're going back into the game here. Uh, we eventually run into uh, this giant drill machine. And, hey, giant uh, drill machine. And uh, we decide to uh, enter it to uh, possibly use it. Hey, we can since we can use magic, we can take this back to Talta Village. Talta Village. Talta Village. And uh, we can get there in a jiffy. <laughs> so um, when or they is in- it a giffy, it may be a giffy. <laughs> I'm not too sure. I'm a firm believer in the gif. I'm a firm believer in the gif peanut butter. Sure. But I'm more a Peter Pan guy. But anyway. Ain't nobody's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, when we get to the drill machine, uh, there's a few enemies here, I believe. Uh, but when we make it to the... Um, this is somewhat of a dungeon almost. Uh, but when we make it to the... I, I guess the the cockpit. I'm not too sure what you call it in a drill machine. Sure, cockpit, drill, whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> References to the male member. Works for me. Uh, we find this little, uh, very are loud you, person. Are you sure the cockpit is a reference to the male member? Well, the pit. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's just, is, just clarifying here. Okay. And then we're alluding to intercourse. Whatever. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> Just want to make sure we're clear. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, so uh, we 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 find this little, very loud, um, 
per I won't I don't want to call it a person, but it is a intelligent being. That's I saw it described somewhere as a cat bat. A cat uh, bat. That, I thought that, that was works. pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, cat it's, bat. That'll work. It's a Devi. A Devi. There you go. He's gonna do the Devi dance of prayer. <laughs> uh, but it's this little guy named Maru Maru. Which they call him Maru Maru, but there's an O in his name, and it throws me off every time I read it. Maru Maru. Sounds like it should be two U's, but there's not. Yeah. Um, and um, he, kind of going nuts, uh, thinks that we're working for Nene, and uh, decides he wants to attack us. And uh, we have a boss fight with him, which is... This is the beginning. This is the beginning again. And uh, after that, um, we convince him, hey, dude, we're not working with Nene. Um, and he's, we find out he's trying to find medicine at this old ancient hospital. Oh, the hospital. Uh, and we decide to help him find this medicine because he says his, uh, his, the people of his village are dying from some type of sickness. And the only way he can get it cured is by this ancient medicine so we arrive at the is it ancient yes ancient hospital ruins yes and this is the first really big dungeon yeah this dungeon i remember it pissing me off when i was 21 (laughs) playing this game (laughs) and at 28 it still pisses me off it's just so long and kind of boring until you get to the the ice and fire dogs. Yeah. Those are the interesting enemies you fight in that dungeon. Oh, I could go for a couple of fire dogs. There you go. <laughs> so the, um, I mean, yeah, you have to run around. It's a, it's a dungeon. There, there's multiple areas you can go to. It's a lot of just treasure and stuff like that, which don't get me wrong. I think we got a few good accessories to, to put yeah. on. So speaking of that, what's the deal with all of the chests and doors that look like they're covered in jello? Yeah, those are barriers. You don't get the ability to unlock those until like three quarters of the way through the game. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say I haven't found any way to like neutralize them yet. Nope, and they're they come in like four different colors. I think there's white, blue, red, and green. Yeah. Okay. So and you don't get to there's a there's a key cutscene for each color that lets you know, hey, you can unlock these now, so you know, use those warp keys. Yeah. Uh, okay. I totally so forget just forget about, about them for a while. <laughs> yeah, just ignore them and just be like, yeah, whatever. Because there's doors, too. Like, in the very first area, there's a big door. Yeah. It's blocked yeah. by a barrier. But, yeah, the warp keys. We get these warp keys from the first uh, Sheepdog tribe guys. It's kind of funny that he gives you exactly the amount you need. Yeah. Was it yeah. 30, 28, 38, something like that? Yeah, it's, it's, some, it's some, like, specific number. He's like, here's 43 keys. Oh, and there are exactly 43 white warp devices in the world. Yeah, you can't just... Like, why did I need a key? Why didn't I just hit the button to activate it? Yeah. I don't know. JRPG tropes. Cracking yep. me up. So, uh, we, you know, make sure to activate all those when you see them. You yeah, can't get those stolen, can you? Because I know there's, like, the thief enemies that can steal items from you and then vanish. I don't think they can steal key items. Yeah, they can't steal, what do they call those? The uh, Important items. I important believe. items, which the only one you can ever use outside of battle is the uh, the phonograph. Yeah, I got that too. It just plays music. 
It just plays the same song though, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it just plays the, the same intro song. song. And it's it's only plays it when you're in the menu. Like if you go back to the game, it stops. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things I could say. I was like, why couldn't it be the boss battle music? I want to hear that twenty four fucking seven. I sleep to that son on repeat. Hell yeah. So um skipping ahead a little bit, hospital, you travel around, you turn on lights, you see ghosts, you go up to the headmasters or the head well, doctor. That's also the first place that introduces the little like areas where you can heal. Yeah. The little Oh yeah. And what's funny little, is like, you don't med bay thing. You don't see those again for like six hours. <laughs> well, it's not not just that, but I mean, it, it also introduces you to situational things in the environment where you can touch something and it's like, oh, you gain some experience points from this, uh, or yeah. or and you have to distribute it to your party members, or oh, you touch something and it healed your magic points, but you feel like shit now and you lost health points. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? That's why I don't want to touch anything in this game. Yeah, it's just also random. So it's, I don't know, is it random or is it? I don't mean it's random. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just random, like, things. Yeah. Like, I looked in a dresser and I found some rubies. Yeah. Okay. And there's so many fucking items, like those thorn branches and shit, that I will never fucking use. I use them with Jiro if I don't need to heal. Because yeah. I have this skill equipped that lets him throw two items at the same time. Yeah, yeah, that is that is kind of helpful. So if I don't need to heal, or I don't need to heal a lot, I'll throw a medicine and a thorn branch or something. Yeah, I've done that a few times. That's um, yeah, that's a good that's a good point. I have so many of those like saved up. Oh yeah, the rubies and the thorn branches, and there's just so much crap in there. It's truth be told, I haven't moved anybody to the back row. I've got Jiro and Kluke back there now, but I also have five party members at this point. So yeah, see, so yeah, I don't, I just I have everybody attack. And it seems to work out fine. Plus, I have these accessories equipped, equipped where whenever I do normal damage, it heals. Yeah, I've got all those, too. I got one for shoe now that restores purple points, and I have yet to figure out what those are. Uh, is that MP? No, because MP is like uh, blue. It's blue and green. Green is health, blue is magic, and then I don't. But it, he gets exactly the amount of purple points that he gets for health, and I don't know what it is. Huh. I'm so confused. It, he gets it every time he attacks. I'm like, I don't know what that is, but that's cool. I mean, I Let me just see here. I tried to Google it, and it just it gives me no no love. Well, this is good radio right here. Yep. Yeah. I figure I figure switching the formation and stuff will become a lot more important once the battles get hard enough to warrant it. Yeah, because right now I've got everybody at like what one one seventy to two hundred and twenty health. And most enemies are doing five to ten damage. So yeah, I mean, I can take, I can take twenty hits before I'm even like close to dying. It's good to keep the healer in the back row because they don't attack him as much, and he takes less damage back there. Yeah, yeah. And I only no, use I that's true. for spells. So cumulative, cumulatively, you'll use less healing items. Yeah, I feel like I'm always healing them more than I am Shu or Maru Maru. Yeah. And I keep Kluke in the back because all I use her for is spells. So. Yeah, that wind is. Yeah. That wind is pretty nice, hitting three, four enemies at a time. Where do you get ground? Ground hits everybody. Every fucking thing. 
Oh, nice. Even if there's like, I've had I think six enemies on the screen at once, and like she can kill all six of them if if they're you know weak against ground. So, um... You have no idea what the purple points do, do you? Nope. Yeah, I couldn't find it either. Purple numbers, blue dragon, nothing showed up. Yeah, I tried that. It is, I got nothing. Uh... After... I, I, fuck the hospital. It's annoying as shit. We get to the end of it. We have a boss fight against the Ice Fire Wolf Ghost. That was the first boss that gave me an issue. I kind of... knew Actually what... killed one of my party members. Really? Yeah. I, was I didn't have a problem with it, but the way that my attack pattern was set up was like already optimized. So, like, because he kept changing his affinity, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But every time I would hit him with Kluke, I think that like set him up to be set, turned him to ice, so that when I used my fire sword by Shu, it would do extra damage. Yeah. And so, like, it was already all set up where I didn't really have to change anything. Yeah, and I just kept doing all their normal attacks, and it was at least two of my three people were were getting like max damage on him, so I didn't really have a problem with it. But also, I was way more over leveled than I was earlier because I had to go do some extra leveling for that first stupid flamboyant dragon. Right. The Dino Ram. <laughs> the Dino Ram. <laughs> so yeah, um, this is when I realized, hey, I don't have water. Because every time it changed the fire, I'm like, okay, I guess I'll use wind. And wind isn't doing extra damage. And I'm like, where the fuck is water? I should have it by now. Yeah, it's because you didn't buy anything. I didn't buy it. So after that, um, we find the uh, the medicine. Yep. Uh, which, has the nin- which has the Nene logo on it. Yeah, has the Nene logo on it. Looks kind of like a Hellgan logo. A little yeah, bit. a little bit, but cartoonified. Yeah, cartoonified Hellgan logo. An anime Hellgan logo. Anime Hellgan. Oh, boy. Um, so after that, we jump back into the drill machine and ride it back right into the front of fucking Lago Village. Where everybody's coughing. Everybody's coughing. Everybody's sick. Everybody's got these um rashes, I guess. I don't know what you'd call it. Look like freckles. Three, three red dots. Yeah. Three three red dots to ind- indicate they're sick. They got the freckles. Matt, you're you're a virologist, right? <laughs> I don't know what that term is. Drew, aren't uh-huh. you a, a vibologist? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of symptoms are these, Matt? You know. Uh, definitely AIDS. AIDS. They got AIDS. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> they're fucked. Debbie. Debbie is a. A strand of HIV broke out. That's a promiscuous bunch there. Yeah, they do the the Devi dance of Magic Johnson. I don't know. Oh, jeez, we're we're gonna go to hell. <laughs> um, luckily he has money that cures AIDS. Yeah, you just you know you roll around in it, sleep in it. No, you don't. You just you uh, inject it. Yeah, you inject it into your bloodstream after you crush it down to its its lowest compound. But yeah. Um, God, I don't even know where to go from there. Uh, How about the awkward scene where Shu wakes up and goes out, goes to look for Kluke and Jiro? Yeah, oh, that's, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's that happens afterwards, isn't it? After what happens that's, after I they that's after they give them the, the the drug and they're waiting. No, that's I thought that was. Uh, you sure? I thought that was after we healed everybody. 
Because I well, thought no. she said she was really nervous. She's like, I just gave them this, but what if I was wrong? What if they don't get cured in the morning? I thought it was hilarious how she just thought of it all of a sudden. She's like, wait a minute. Yeah, I, you know, we just went on this like quest to get this medicine, but what if I was wrong? Like, why didn't you say that earlier? <laughs> why couldn't we have talked about the options before we went to get the stupid medicine out of a stupid abandoned Nietzsche hospital? Well, wait a minute, that was before... No, 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 We We didn't know what he was looking for. We didn't know what we were up against. Because we just ran into him. Yeah, but they gave him the medicine, and then after she, he gave him the medicine, then she's like, oh, wait a minute, I've seen this before. You shouldn't have given him that medicine that you didn't know what it did. Well, that was after everybody got sick more. Yeah, good job, yeah. Kluke. <laughs> so her parents were doctors. Um, yeah, and that's, that's the how backstory. She, that's how she knows... I've seen this rash before. We should, um, we should, we should make this medicine that comes from this plant, and it only grows in this one area. <laughs> it just so happens that area is kind of close. Let's go. Yeah, and it's covered in you know purple fog. Yeah, so why not? But yeah, uh, one piece of story that Matt was alluding to was um, in the night. Shu wakes up. He doesn't know um, where Kluker Jiro are and uh, he goes looking for them and he sees them uh, on this bench talking and having a moment I don't know what kind of moment an awkward moment an awkward moment because Jiro has no game man <laughs> look at he's him, also dude. indeterminate sex so he looks like a lollipop <laughs> he does he's got that big old head on that little stick body it kind of looks like a Pat Francis. <laughs> so, um, uh, they, uh, it's obviously alluding to Jiro having feelings for Kluke. Oh yeah. That's apparent from the beginning. And, um, Shu, I don't really know how he feels about it. He just watches them like a perv. I, there's a mini game later that kind of goes into that. Well, uh, there's a, there's a part later on that we're going to talk about that it's another Japanese trope that I have to bring up. But um, so afterwards we find out, okay, well, oh no, the the medicine that we got didn't work, and then at that very moment, fucking Nene shows up. <laughs> Nene shows up. Nene, the evil Nene. <laughs> Nene, we're gonna call him Nene from now on. Uh, and. Uh, he wants Maru Maru to bring him the medicine or the jar that had the medicine in it. And he drinks it, holds everybody else like we, we can't move. Apparently there's some kind of force field or something like that. And um, he drinks it and says, this isn't the right one. Let's get the fuck out of here. And of course, Maru Maru's like, hey, what, what about my fucking family and shit, man? He's like, oh, they can all die for all I care. Yeah. I like to hear them scream. Yeah, I want to hear them scream. I want to see them die. And then he runs off. And I was like, well, that's kind of heartless. Well, look at him. Well, that's true. He's like a he looks like he looks like uh, a purple Grinch. Do you ever see uh, Big Trouble Little China? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the old man in the wheelchair. <laughs> I think that's what's going to happen at the end. Is he's going to turn into like some big badass or something? I'm sure he is. Hop up out of the chair and just annihilate you. Or try to. Scream his name like, nah, nah. <laughs> I do love a good BTLC reference. <laughs> so, um, 
after that, we okay, we need to get him, but first we got to save the people of the village. Well, that's when Clute gets the big idea of, hey, my parents treated this one time before a long time ago. I kind of remember it. Hey, we should go get this flower. That Flower. Yeah. And so uh, it's only in this place called the Island of the Dead. That's a good place to go. Yeah. Yeah. And in the Island of the Dead, it grows in the Forest of the Dead. So we we have a little traveling session. And we to be to be honest with you, I had no idea where this fucking place was. Yeah, it doesn't allude to it until you talk to the guy at the gate. Yeah. It doesn't they don't tell you like oh, oh it's to the right. Okay, I got that. Well, I went <laughs> to the right. There's mountains and there's water. Uh, where the fuck's a forest? That's what I was trying to find was a fucking forest. But it, it let me grind some because there was a bunch of fucking enemies around here. Bunch of giant grasshoppers. Giant grasshoppers and uh, those, those <laughs> like harpoon. Those things are guys. still going on later in the game. Yeah, the crickets. I hate those things. But they're not even difficult. You can just hit them once. No, they're not hard. It just every time they attack me, I'm just like, ugh, another locust battle. <sighs> so um. Let's see here. After that, uh, we eventually make it to the, the the island. We go into the forest. The forest was another one of those annoying ones because, all right, here's the deal. You don't get a map. You get a mini map that's not really helpful. It doesn't show you anything on the map. It just shows you where your position is and what the layout looks like. You know, it doesn't show enemies or... Oh, it does show enemies. It shows enemies, but it doesn't show like treasure chests or anything like that or bridges or anything like that. Not to mention that a lot of times in this game, especially during dungeons, you may activate something or you may have a chest appear. And you'll have like a small cutscene that shows you that chest appearing, but doesn't show you exactly where it is. You know how like in most games where it'll show something and then it'll kind of zoom out? Yeah, or show you in it to give you a reference point. Yeah, it doesn't do this. It just fucking shows up, and then it goes back to you controlling your character. And I'm like, well, I don't know where the fuck that is. You know, I activated a fucking bridge. Where the fuck is that bridge? I have no idea. Go find it. Go find it. And then there's other small things. Like, you could easily run around this fucking forest for, like, an hour. Just trying to, to to stumble upon this one chest that looks yep. exactly like every other chest, but this one has a soul in it. And yeah, I actually didn't find that. I found the tree first, and then I'm like, well, shit. I guess I gotta go find the soul somewhere. Even luckily, though I thought I had better been everywhere. Luckily, I found the soul first, and it says, please take me to my body. I'm like, okay. And then uh, I just ran into this tree. I'm like, oh, there's a hole in the tree. Well, let's put the soul inside of it. The fuck, game? a hole in the soul at the bottom of the sea. Yeah, I mean, this game is not subtle in any way. I mean, there's one item to find and there's one place to deposit it. You know, these characters are all kind of one-dimensional. Yep. I gotta hope that that's gonna get better as the game goes on, but so far, like, this is a huge dungeon and there's one item to find. Yeah. So, you know, we take the soul, put it in the tree, the tree says, hey, thanks, how can I ever repay you? I know, let me... Make more fucking areas for you to go to. Well, yeah, it's progression. So, you know, and then there's multiple areas. Most of them lead to tre treasure chests that have, oh, a thorn branch in them. 
Well, you gotta we gotta stack those up, son. I know. Um, but you know, eventually you find the right area. You go to this large area that has the the mist machine. Yeah, it's you have to stop it first because you can't cross the lower parts of the areas because they're covered in mist. And when you go there, you automatically are poisoned and you automatically start taking damage. A lot of damage. Yeah. So you can't go there. You have to find this machine. Find the machine. It, there's, it's not. I was thinking, oh, this is going to be a boss fight or something. But it's not. Destroy the machine or turn off the machine. Now you can go to where you need to go. Finally, we make it to this large area. Another large area. And there's the, the plants. The, the, the flowers are right there. There's only a few left. And kind of out of nowhere... This this guy starts talking to you like you can't take it. How dare you? You kind of expect it. Anytime you walk into a giant open area like that. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I, I didn't expect. I'm like, well, boss is coming. I didn't expect a sultan ghost to appear. Yes, that's true. That seems weird. <laughs> so, in this, this is a game where you're fighting dragons that are or snakes that look like poo. This is true, <laughs> but just <laughs> some of this stuff just comes kind of out of nowhere. I just, you know, it, it that, you know, this ghost fight was which wasn't difficult at all. Um when he starts charging up an attack, just hit him in his is it the is it the crown? Yeah. Yeah, pop him in the crown, he stops charging his attack. That's it. Beat up on him, he dies or re-dies. No, cuz you got Maru Maru now and you can do those badass charge attacks. Yeah. Which I don't know if it's my game. But sometimes when I charge an attack with him, the fucking television makes this god-awful fucking sound. Really? Yes. It's it, just on your end. It's got to be because it, like, I was like, my God, because I started playing it. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to charge it up. And I had to wait until he attacked before that sound went away. And I'm talking, it, sound, it sounded like my fucking TV was possessed. That's what it sounded like. While <laughs> yeah. I was still playing. Yeah, no, that's, that's not happening to me. And it happens every once in a while, and I'm like, oh, God, I hope... I was like, I'm afraid to charge an attack. So uh, it's fucking loud, dude. Yeah, the only thing I was going to say is that his meter seems to progress at a more manageable speed than... Yeah, it moves at a pace you can stop it in the sweet spot a lot easier. Yeah, Yeah. that's, that's another thing I should mention. We forgot about that mechanic, is that whenever you're casting a spell or doing like a charge attack or something like that, there's a meter that pops up. And you can basically... You can pick in the order yeah, of you, when the, the yeah, you attack can delay will happen. It. But uh, there's a there's a skill you can add to Kluke and Jiro that will slow that bar down. Mm. Oh, nice. I figured there probably would be. Yeah. Now that, once I saw that there were two different speeds, anyways. And there's a uh, there's a section of that meter where if you stop at that section, it does extra damage as well as doesn't take as away as many uh, magic points to use yep um which i should say marumaru's uh, we totally forgot marumaru got a uh, orb from nene he actually mentioned that he got it from nene didn't he yeah he yeah. said he gave it to me yeah um so i don't know what's going on with these orbs and with the with the shadows themselves we will find out maybe 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 or maybe that's explained in the ds games oh god i'm not playing those no so um 
after that, beat that guy. We get the flower. Yay. We can go back to the village. Save the village. Uh, and uh, we give them the medicine. Yay. We save the village. Everybody's happy. Everybody does a dance. The Debbie dance of celebration. And they play that one song that I really hate. At least it's not the Ewok song from the remastered Jedi. But, um... <laughs> it's bad, though. It is bad. It's like little kids, like, singing in... It may be Japanese, I don't know. They should have just dubbed in the Wub Wub song from the original <laughs> Jedi. So, um... Now, did you guys do the optional quest to pray at the five altars? I didn't even know it was there. Yeah, I never even saw that quest. Yeah, there's five... Like, if you go into the main hallway where the big bat statue is... Yeah. He'll say, you know, we pray to these idols. Then if you go into a house that has one of the the prayer areas, the place with the candles, and you pray at one of them, he'll say, if I pray at all of them, I get, you know, a special thing. And it gives you, I think, a bracelet, uh, a really good bracelet. Hmm. I didn't... Hmm. I, I never ran into that, unfortunately. Yeah. You gotta go pray at all, I think, five or six of them. It's kind of a, you know, fetch quest. Right. Which I think that's pretty much all the side quests, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so uh, after saving the village, we decide, hey, we need to make it back to our village, and we need to stop Nene. Marmaro's like, I'm coming too. <laughs> I'm like, I really don't want you to come. You're fucking annoying. Yeah. You're loud. You're loud. Take Shu with you. Yeah. You, you two can leave and go someplace where annoying people live. There's nothing worse than when you get the final hit in battle with Marumaru. <laughs> I hate that fucking shit so bad. Yeah, I hate that really bad. But he does have an awesome charge attack, so. This is and his his counter move is awesome. Yeah, free hits. I love him. Yeah. Yep. So we decide to go back to our village. Well, First, we gotta go through the mountains. First, we gotta go through the mountains, and um, th- they didn't look so icy from the outside. No, they didn't. No. Nope. Uh, we and this is where we run into the guy who buys the metals from you or sells Mr. stuff for metals. Mister Toropino or something. Something like that. He looks like a shy guy. Yeah, he does. He's got like a gas mask. He looks like uh oh, what the hell? I'm such a Star Wars nerd and I don't remember the dude's name from the New Hope. Ah, starts with a G. The guy, that, the guy that tells on Han and Chewie and all of them to the stormtroopers, and he just talks and squeaks. He's like, "Weak rank." Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know. What I actually know Greedo. His name. No, not Greedo. Greedo's the Rodian. Yeah, I'm that nerd. Yeah. The one he kills. <clears throat> the one Han shoots. No, this guy looks like he has like glasses and a gas mask nose. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I can't think of his name. It starts with a G. I can't remember. Yeah. He looks like anybody from Stalker Shadows of Chernobyl. Yeah, pretty much. Hmm. But or... you know, I finally watched that new Die Hard. They go to Chernobyl. Really? Yeah. That I was like, yeah, okay. And that's That is majorly jumping the shark. That's a bad day. Yes, it is. It's a bad day to die hard. <laughs> so, yeah, um, man, so, um, the mountains, the mountains, this is the first time I ever died. In um, the ice caves? Yes. Hmm. Um, I died here because I was careless. Uh, I was, uh, fucking around trying to get like four monsters at a time. 
and I got them, and apparently it was more than I could handle. <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck!" And I was, and you know, I saved at the very beginning of that dungeon. Well, there goes an hour's worth of fucking gameplay. Yep. And that was when I was like, "I'm done. I'm done for the day." It's <laughs> a good stopping point. Yeah. Which I did come back to it like later on that night and went ahead and got out of there. Uh, not really much to say. Uh, the yeah. first, you meet up with the ghost, the big ghost chain guys. Oh, they take they, a while to kill. Yeah, they they pop up out on like the water bridges. Yeah, um, they're like it, kind of mini bosses that are keeping you from going to the next section of the dungeon. Yeah, and this dungeon also has the hexagonal key. Oh, that's right. Find. It's like, what's this for? <gasps> I'm sure it's to open the door at the end of the dungeon. Yeah. More yeah, to- I'm sure there's only one place to put it. <laughs> yeah, that was the, I activated that and it showed. I was like, oh, this happened. I'm, and that was when I got really pissed. I was like, god damn it, where the fuck was that? <laughs> so I ran around for another like 10 minutes. Like, oh, there it is. Thank Christ. I just kind of, in this game, when I go into a dungeon, I just kind of hug a wall <laughs> and follow that until I run out of room and then I turn around and hug the other wall. Yeah. That's probably- I got a little lost in this one because I, I kept trying to anticipate what the right way to go was. So I'm like, all right, if this is the way to get to the next section, I'm going to go the opposite way, find the little, um, the, the you know, the dead end and then cut back. And then once it started branching two or three times, I'm like, oh, crap, I don't remember where I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, th- there was one part of the dungeon where you run into enemies that fog up the entire room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it kind that... of, I, I laughed because they're called Mistwalkers, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and at that point, I was like, fuck it, run. So I just ran <laughs> and made it to the end of it. <laughs> All like... you got to do is pull your barrier up, and if they're within range, you can still hit them. Yeah, this is true, but I, wouldn't re- I wasn't worried about fighting them. I was just like, fuck, this is enough. I'm annoyed at this point. <laughs> right, I've already been in this dungeon for an hour. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of fighting things. Fuck it, just run. And somehow I didn't get hit, and I made it to the end. Or I didn't make it to the end. I made it to that part where you get the cutscene where you look out the cliff and see the village. Yes. Yep. I thought that was the exit. Nope. I kept going back... I kept going into that little area, and they're like, we need to go to Talta Village. No fucking shit. Go through the fucking door. <laughs> and I was like, this obviously is not the door. So obviously. I, so I had five. Oh, there's an, another fucking path I need to go down. So <laughs> after I make it through that, um, what was the boss in this one? Uh, it was a boss, right? Wasn't it like a Medusa... I don't think so. Maybe there wasn't one. Well, you are totally prepared for this. No, I'm, I'm never prepared for anything, Stan. Come on. Well, I mean, the bosses are all listed. Yeah, but I don't see a boss here. Well, maybe there wasn't a boss. I yeah, I don't think there was, there was one. one. Was it like a there snake was... or something? <laughs> It was like a two, like a two or three headed snake, or f- no? There's no boss listed. I remember fighting some kind of hydra. Oh, now that you say that, I do remember the heads kind of went limp after you killed each one. Yeah. Well, was that yeah. here? Yeah, that I definitely. Fought, I definitely fought that enemy, and it was definitely a boss. 
the Gold Mountain does not have that. No? I have no clue of where we fought that thing at. Am I going insane? No, I remember what you're talking about, but... The Mad Eye? That's not it? Yeah. Huh. No. Well, fuck it. It must not have been important. Did it play the music? Of course it did. Then that was important. Yeah, well, whatever. But we come up to another boss fight in just a few minutes. Make it back to Talta Village. It is completely deserted and in shambles from the land shark. And ready for me to loot. And ready for everybody to steal every fucking thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you can go into... You, you find out by going into Shu's house. Um, there's uh, a note there from his grandfather saying, Hey, we're going to this castle town. And it's like a three-day trip. Uh, we just had to get away from the land shark. Hopefully you get this letter and you meet us there. So that's going to be the next checkpoint. Checkpoint. They at least give you a checkpoint after, before a boss fight. I yeah, will, that's I when will, you know a boss fight's coming. Yeah, that, that's that's okay. Time to heal up. So, um, but yeah, the looting the, the entire village. Um, and the Japanese trope I wanted to mention here. Um, they just had to throw it in, didn't they? You go into Kluke's room, open up her drawer. What are these thin pieces of clothing? And then she's like, what are you doing? Stay out of my drawer. Really? We, we got to get in a panty joke? Well, yeah. Just have to, don't we? That's what the four-year-old's like these days. And so, uh, but out of fucking nowhere. This is this is this was the most strangest thing to me, and I I, didn't, I never remembered this from whenever the first time I played it. You you go to this one part of the village, and there's this guy standing there, like an old man coughing, and I think like shoe or somebody says, "Hey, are you all right?" He says, "I am now," and he he turns into a fucking like demon ghost thing, <laughs> and then there's a boss fight. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? It, you know, it's just. The Mad Eye is what it's called. This is the beginning, Drew. This is the beginning. Where it all gets started. <laughs> Under the sky above. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um, he summons these skeletons that apparently boost his defense. So you take out the skeletons. Luckily, it tells you the second wave. The final wave. Oh, good. I'm almost at the end. <laughs> and then you beat him. He's easy. But the innkeeper is there. He's he's being held hostage. He's tied up in the inn. And uh, we save him. And he, he still charges you to stay there. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> he, you, know, you saved my life. I don't know what I'd do without you. It's 18 gold for a night. Ooh, boy. I don't think I had that on me at the time. Yeah, I know. Yeah. About 30 grand. You got any spells? Yeah. 2,000 gold. Got it. Yep. Get the Bob bought them all. Hell yeah. Bought every one of them. And, uh, and after that, we decide, well, we got to go find our guys. And, well, it's a pretty long trek, and they got a baby with them. They may be dead for all we know. We better hurry. So Jiro comes up with a, a plan to go through this valley that is kind of a shortcut. Problem is, this valley has a reputation of... These murals eating people. And she was like, fuck it, let's do it. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Nobody really has a problem with it. Even Jiro, who said, 
you know, there's, you know, peddlers go through there and say that when you go in, you never come back out. Well, if the peddlers make it, we can probably make it. Exactly. So that's, that's where we go next. We go through this uh, valley. And there's murals there. That Did you count the cats? I believe that's in the village itself. No, it's actually in the... Maybe, I don't know. Oh, that shit all runs together to me. Yeah, it's, I think that's our, after you make it to the village. Um, the, but yeah, the murals attack you and stuff like that. You kill a mural and a uh, special um, uh, treasure chest opens up somewhere. Somewhere. Somewhere, we don't know. Uh, luckily, they kind of divide it to where you can only really go one way. And it's you're going to run into them eventually. Even though there's multiple like dialogue pieces that say, "Hey, we shouldn't defeat all these guys. Let's just go." And I'm like, "What the fuck? Let's fuck you. I want to get all these treasure chests." You know. So, but yeah, after that, they uh, they even mentioned like, "Hey, let's take a break." I'm like, "Okay, we'll make it a little farther." I go a little farther, and there's like this little because it's like rocky area, right? It's like a big rocky yeah, trail. It's like cliffs. But then you run into this area that's like with grass and stuff and treasure chests. And I'm like, okay, well, obviously there's going to be a cutscene here where they're resting. That didn't happen. I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to keep going. And so I kept going until I made it to that village. And I saved and I turned it off. Yeah, that's exactly how far I went too. And that's where I am now. And as, as a quick aside, the Hydra was in the undersea caves before we went to the forest. Ah. Uh, yeah, after the wetlands. Right. Yep. There we go. So, yeah. Brew Dragon. Not much has happened. Well, no. And so, I'm eight hours in. I don't want to tell you how much I'm in. Shit. <laughs> Are you, like, well deep into this, too, now? 20 hours. Fucking hell. You're getting close to the end of disc one, and you're about to fight an enemy that is super annoying because he can wipe out your entire party in one hit. Yeah, that sucks. Or one character, I'm sorry, in one hit. Right. Oh, yeah, great. But yeah, that's... Um... Yeah, at least we have Phoenix Downs, or this game's equivalent. Yes. Phoenix Talons. There's there's two different kinds. There's Phoenix Talons and there's Phoenix Wings. Wings. Wings restore you to full health, while Phoenix yep. Talons restore you to half health. Yep. So, yeah. That's the beginning. This is the beginning of Blue Dragon. Before it all gets started. And, uh, yeah, that's as, that's as far as we made it. But we're going to continue our trek through it. I'm beating this game. Ken is Ken is he, he's he's like me with Dark Souls. We are going to beat this game. I'm going to beat this game too. I'm going to finish it because it has been on my list way too long. <laughs> but um, I do want to mention a few things. I uh, sent out a tweet saying that hey, we're recording a show. Please tweet to us if you would like. So I have a few. I have one tweet. Oh, you got one. Okay. I got two. I got two actually. Okay. Uh, uh, the first one being um, from uh, the name is Mr. Peanut. <laughs> at at I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher your name. Um, Tebus two one seven. Tebus. Mr. Peanut is awesome. Uh, it says uh. At the next intermission, I would love to hear some talk about the Minority Report. I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts. 
That's a good movie. Yeah. I'd like uh, to watch that again, actually. I would like I to, to, I I would to, like to watch it, period, because I've never seen The Minority. You've never seen it? Never oh, have. dude, you're missing a great movie. Yeah, it's a good movie, and I think it's usually hailed as one of the ones that got the near future more correct than a lot of other sci-fi movies. Okay. Yeah. So the things that they kind of propose are are reasonable and seem to be coming true. I need to pick that up on Blu-ray. I think I only have it on DVD. Then uh, that may be our our next uh, movie we do. Yeah. It would be The Minority Report. That's a good movie. And um, uh, Dave Robinson. um, Ken always says Pfeiffer. I think it's Cypher. Pfeiffer? Yeah. Those don't seem like they could be confused. Oh, he uses the number five. Five. Oh, instead okay, of an no S. <laughs> uh, and uh, he asks. Um, well, that's why you get it wrong. You don't use numbers as letters. Well, Damn it! Tell that to Dave. I just did. Okay, <laughs> Dave, your rebuttal. Please tweet to us. Uh, he asked, uh, "Have we ever seen the Blue Dragon anime?" I heard about it way back in the day, and I wanted to watch it. And I'm now, after going through the story, I'm kind of like, I don't really need to watch that. Yeah, I have not seen the the anime either. Uh, I know it exists though, but I've never I've never watched it. Apparently, Blue Dragon kind of took off in Japan yeah. for a few years. Well, it's the no, it's still the best selling, or I don't know if it still is, but at the time at least, it was the best selling three hundred and sixty game. Right? <laughs> it only had to sell six copies to do that, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure it did sell pretty well. It wouldn't shock me. I mean, the only thing I could think that would beat it would be like a uh, like a Steel Battalion or something that was quirky over there that was only only on Xbox. Maybe a shooter, shoot 'em up because they did a lot of shoot 'em ups in Japan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cave games. A lot of cave games are only on 360. So. But uh, that's um that's all the tweets we have. We don't have any new iTunes reviews, and we didn't get any emails. But. If you would like to send me an email, you can send me one at drew at ztgd.com. If I'm getting those, because apparently John sent me an email to that address and I never got it. I don't know if it's forwarding. I may need to check on that. I don't know. I, I had some issues with that a couple yeah. weeks ago. So. Um, but you can send me an email there. You can suggest games to us to play, movies to watch, because it looks like we're getting into the movie biz. Um, or, uh, you know, talk about Blue Dragon. Tell me your experiences about Blue Dragon. We'll read them on the show. If you would, please leave us an iTunes review. We greatly appreciate it if you would. Uh, it helps get our name out there. Gets more people listening to us, and uh, we always like that. More exposure. And A lot if you, of people have fun listening to these old game conversations. I have, I have had multiple people message me, not only on Twitter, but even on PlayStation, uh, sending me messages saying that they really enjoy the show. You know what PlayStation message I got on my PS4 the other day? What's that? It's just a message from some dude, once again, who had numbers in his name, so I didn't trust him. Um, but he said, I know you hack in COD Ghosts. Oh, that was me. Sorry about that. I knew you hacked in COD Ghosts. To which I just re- I didn't even reply, but to myself I said out loud, I don't even have COD Ghosts on the PS4. <laughs> <laughs> so it's amazing that I'm hacking it. Maybe Zero Tolerance 1 is the hacker. That motherfucker. <laughs> Tarnishing your name. He is. I don't like that dude. It's like See, that. numbers. Numbers in his name. I don't like it. You know what's crazy? Is that somebody did that to me uh, on uh, Twitch TV. I had a friend of mine. Um, 
who I've known for a long, long time, back whenever I used to stream a lot. Um, and my Twitch ID is Frustrated Fury, just like everything else. And uh, he sent me a message on Skype one day just saying, hey, is this you in our chat? I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, I was just searching Borderlands 2 streams. I went to the stream, and there's a person using your name, but instead of it was instead of using a T, they used a 1. See? You can't trust these bastards. <laughs> and I was like, are you serious? And I went to his profile. He was using the he, he was using the exact same logo as me. He was using the same background as me, which is a background of me and my friends Joel and Alan. It's a picture of me, Joel, and Alan oh, as, his, as his background. And on the top of it, it said EvolvedGaming.net, which doesn't even fucking exist anymore. <laughs> and so I just went to the chat, logged in as me. I said, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> And he's like, I didn't think I'd ever run into you. I was like, surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> he's like, you're my hero, true. No, no, no. He, I don't know what... That was weird, but obviously he must have just saw that a, a an account that isn't used much anymore, because obviously we haven't streamed in a few years, but it has a decent amount of viewers, because, you know, we were... I wouldn't say we're popular, but we, we had a good... A, a decent following back whenever we used to do Rage Quit Radio. And that was just weird. And uh, my buddy and I both um, um, flagged him and said, hey, this is bullshit. And it's so fucking weird that he used our picture. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. You're a little weird. That's fucking crazy. I'm a little weird. It's because he's got numbers in his name. I told you, you can't trust those. I you can't trust those people. I know. Well, Matt's Lotus 9. See, yep. I tell you. Who, right, who's the I don't know Lotus? who Lotus one through eight is. Yeah, who's the real Lotus? I have not stalked them. We gonna talk about Leonard Part Six again? Let's do that. Oh God, no! Don't bring <laughs> up that Bill Cosby travesty. Ugh. Oh, that's good. It's bedtime anyway. Yeah, but anyway, that's it for us. I do appreciate everybody listening. Uh, if you would like to suggest games to us, you know where to get me. I'm at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS. And Ken is at ZTGD. Seven. Seven. No seven. <laughs> no seven. <laughs> no, don't put the seven. Uh, but if you're listening to this, you probably already know us. But if you just by chance happen to be listening to us from uh, N4G Link or something like that, welcome. And we will be continuing our discussion on Blue Dragon next week. And I hope you all would enjoy what we're going to talk about. We'll, we'll try to have more enthusiasm. We'll, <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm going to I don't know if I'm going to enjoy much of what we talk about. I'm 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 kidding around. Uh, yeah, I'm kidding around. I'm sure I won't enjoy it. No. <laughs> I mean, Blue Dragon is not a bad game. It's just kind of boring. Yeah, it can't be. So far, yeah. The story is just meh. You know, and I mean, stories meh, and the characters are grating. Yeah, Shu and Marumaru are fucking annoying. But 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 like, <laughs> but like I said, Miss Walker, not even what two three years later, created Lost Odyssey, which is one of the best role playing games that's been made. But as far as story goes. I mean, you, you go from Blue Dragon to a fucking game that made me fucking cry. What the fuck? 
Okay. They must have learned from their mistakes. Must have. So, I don't know. But anyway, I've rambled on long enough. We will be back next week with uh, more Blue Dragon. But until then, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And I'm Ken. And we are out of here. Catch you guys next week.